Okay, everything is looking pretty solid here at my end. All right, we got some gameplay. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to tonight's show. This is yet another episode of the Xbox Roundtable Podcast, show number 224 to be exact. I'm Invader, and it's great to have you all listening in. Lots of stuff to go over with the crew tonight. Uh, the big news, of course, being that Xbox has announced its big games showcase. We'll give you our thoughts on what could be shown and, you know, a few other things. Also, an update regarding the Microsoft purchase of Activision Blizzard. Are we getting further to find out the verdict of it? What's going to happen? And hey, you know what? Some WB game news. Are we going to see a fire sale of studios and IP soon? Time will tell. But first, let me uh, take a minute to introduce all of my friends on the panel, starting with Centurion. Buddy, how you been? I'm doing pretty good, man. It is Sunday night. It is time to talk Xbox and the gaming industry. It has been an awesome week for me when it comes to gaming. Um, this whole Hall like un-Halloween or like un-October thing they got going on with the store sale... I picked up uh, Strange Brigade and Army or our Dead Army trilogy. Mm -hmm. um, and me and my friend and his son have been playing those games heavily. We've been having a blast. I mean, actually, I was I was very I was very unsure if I was going to enjoy Strange Brigade, but I have been enjoying Strange Brigade. You know what's funny is I picked <clears throat> it up too because what for seven eight bucks you know with some tax uh, on the ultimate edition or deluxe edition whatever it's called the super big edition i'm deciding you know what that game kind of looks up my alley a decent co-op shooter whatnot kind of similar to uh, vermintide left for dead and so on back for blood it looks like it looks like fun and i kind of like the uh, style it's going for and i've heard some pretty decent things i'm like hey i'll give it a shot and i haven't played it yet but I'm happy to hear that you picked it up, and uh, we'll have to play sometime. Yeah, you're more than welcome to join us. I mean, it was it, you could see where they took the fun aspects of Evil. I mean, Evil Dead. I keep wanting to say Evil Dead, but Ar uh, Army Dead Army, and uh, they built upon it in uh, Strange Brigade, and now you have puzzles, and there is definitely a lot more to Strange Brigade than there is Dead Army. Uh, but both of them are absolutely fun games. I've never played Dead Army before, and I've watched a lot of people stream it over the years, and for once, I wanted to actually play it myself. Indeed. Well, we got to talk after the show about that. Uh, moving on down the list here, General MLD. Buddy, lots of news going on here, lots of gaming. Uh, what, you know, how's things been at your end? Oh, yeah, it's been a pretty good week. Uh, lots of lots to talk about. Personally, I'm just uh, on game Mass Effect Three from the Legendary Edition. Happy to say I beat Mass Effect Two with all the squad mates intact. Redeemed my uh, childhood self. Uh, back in the day, two people died, so nice redemption there. Again, I highly recommend a game to everyone in, in the chat or whatever who haven't played the game yet. It's really, really, really well done. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine a few people on the panel being very, very happy with you. Uh, let's yeah. see. <laughs> guest. Yeah, right. All right. Down the list here, Eric Shockley. Buddy, it's great to see you back here yet again for another week of TXR. Uh, how you been? Yeah, it's been pretty good. Uh, finally added the last piece to my 
retro console collection with the uh, Sega Genesis. One I I didn't I started with the NES just because my parents had one I guess when I was like a baby. But uh, Sega Genesis was that first one I think when I was like six, six or seven when I asked for Christmas. So finally reunited there. Um, but yeah, I've just been playing some uh, Sonic Three and Knuckles on the uh, original uh, Genesis. But uh, yeah, that's about it. Just getting ready for that uh, Sonic Origins, and that hopefully the uh, we get a date on the uh, Shredder's Revenge do hype for those two uh, releases. So yeah, looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gonna have to keep an eye on that. Uh, yeah, Sonic Origins looks pretty cool, and uh, Crusader rounding out the list here. Uh, how you been? I've been pretty good. Had a very chaotic week in uh, the leak area of things. Um, <laughs> all kinds of wild things uh, with that, specifically leaking the the date of the Xbox showcase a day early. That was that was wild. Um, Gameplay wise, been playing. Uh, Cleaning up some stuff in Destiny 2's uh, season of... what? What's this season called? I remember. The, the currently active season, I've been cleaning some stuff up that uh, before the next season starts in, like, four weeks. Um, and I had a friend up this weekend from college. He, uh, he and I both love the Ratchet & Clank series, and he does not have a PS5 yet. So we played through the entirety, start to finish, in two days of uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Ooh, that was great! Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I played that game about two months ago, ish, and yeah, I had a pretty good time with it. I'm still wondering where I place that in my Ratchet and Clank uh, games list overall, but I, overall, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's, it, it's my number two Ratchet and Clank game. Tools of Destruction is still ahead of it. Sony, please, please put it on PS Now. Please, I beg you. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, third favorite SIE uh, exclusive overall. I don't know. Up Your Arsenal always holds a special place in my heart. Just for the name very alone. Very good game. Just for the yep, name alone. Very, very good game. <laughs> very tongue-in-cheek Insomniac. That's what I love about him. Um, but yeah, guys, Tim may or, na- or may not be joining us, just so you know, he's at a New York Mets game, so, uh, definitely leave your comments in the chat about, uh, the Mets and so on, you know, give it to Tim, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just teasing, obviously, but, uh, before we get into things here, please consider sharing this out, as I'd love to see more people dropping by, popping in, I mean, the more the merrier, right, I love seeing you all kind of congregate in the chat, and just, you know, share some gaming opinions and whatnot. You know, more fun that way. But, you know what? Okay, gentlemen, let's uh, move right into the thick of things, shall we? And earlier this week, Xbox came out and announced their Big Games Showcase. It's happening June 12th and will be a combined show with Bethesda. And, of course, the big question is, well, what are they going to show? You know, this is a, a single show. It's damn i mean you know how much can they fit in here there's a few obvious games i'll be shown and you know maybe ones that we may be more curious about eric shockley pal you know why don't we kick things off with you here now that we have a date uh, what do you think we'll be seeing from xbox and bethesda you know let's get put our speculation caps on here because there's some obvious things and then there's some things that you know we've been hearing about but may or may not come to fruition yeah, definitely excited they finally put a date on it. I remember, was it like 2020? We had that one, like, it was like 
mid or late July. That was the hard to wait that long. <laughs> um, but yeah, not, nice that we have a date. Get it off so we can watch it live. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking definitely with that we're going to pro probably see our first glimpse, obviously, of the two big Bethesda releases that are supposed to drop this year with Starfield and Redfall, the obvious ones. Um, so hopefully that's not an announcement of like, hey, here's the show of, you know, Redfall and uh, and we delayed it till next year. Hopefully we don't get any news like that. <laughs> hopefully it's like all ready to go. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking probably, I guess this one wouldn't be a Bethesda, but uh, Xbox uh, Studios with like about. I'm I'm thinking that could drop. It would make sense to definitely get that out um, early enough, spaced out between whenever like Elder Scrolls Six is supposed to <laughs> drop. You know, probably in mid decade or later. Uh, so you definitely want to give at least some breathing room nips there. Um, but plus, about I think they showed us that first like uh, glimpse. I think that was in 2020. I think they had already been in development that. They had showed uh like Phil when they like that was the game they saw when they purchased uh Obsidian. It was like one that they showed off of like, okay, cool, we're working on this game. And that I think, you know, probably sealed the deal, you know, um, especially with their previous talent, but like with the upcoming game. Right. Um But yeah, that's that's that'd probably definitely be the one I'm I'm really hoping to see. I would I would think you'd see more of Hellblade just because we already saw from what the dev said, you know, actual gameplay. Um, so hopefully at least we get maybe a window of like, hey, you know, 2023 or, so, or at least a year, you know, kind of like where we can start kind of like slotting uh, these games of, you know, where they're going to go. Um, but yeah, hopefully we get, you know, an update on those two about in Hellblade. Definitely looking forward to those. Um, It'd be cool if they could touch base on like Perfect Dark, just because of like recent news. But I don't see that coming. Obvious one though would probably be Forza, since we've been seeing some like leaked screens or leaked testing from like Xbox One apparently. Uh, but I, if I'm gonna, I think the one I'm really looking forward to see like uh, to see something from is Compulsion, uh, just because like when they showed like. I never <laughs> went to go back and play it, but at least the aesthetic uh, is definitely in my backlog, but the, at least the aesthetic when they first showed off, like, yeah, happy few that kind of uh, grabbed a lot of people. You know, a lot of people that first saw that were like, oh, shit, what is this? And, you know, it just had that Bioshock like feel to it. And since we're probably never going to get Bioshock back again, <laughs> mm. um, I would definitely want to see whatever their next uh, project is, you know, because they definitely look like they had a at least. They needed some probably better execution with, and, and they definitely had to work through that with the uh, uh, preview access or the early access that they did with We Happy Few. Um, so hopefully now being under Xbox and probably having more uh, cohesiveness of, you know, being like in a family of other studios where they can easily, you know, kind of share idea, ideas or get more assistance and take their, you know, their vision creatively because that part like nailed it like the aesthetic of the we happy few just look you know definitely piqued a lot of people's interest so that's the definitely one i'm looking out for hopefully we'll hear something from them but if if i had to like pick one that's definitely uh one i'm i wouldn't say predicting but that's the one i'm uh pulling for see what they're up to
Okay, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. I, I've been talking about Compulsion for a couple of years now. I've always considered them one of the dark horse purchases of uh, Microsoft's shopping spree of studios. I'll admit, I liked We Happy Few, even though it was definitely a little different as to what it was built, but I thought that the, the world that they made was very intriguing, one of the more interesting ones in recent years, very unique and... Uh, dark yet very colorful at the same time i think they got a talent for narrative games and uh, just very curious overall uh what they're doing and you know i think about it we happy few released what in 2018 i believe i think yeah so yeah yeah released that same year they purchased yeah it's something yeah exactly so i know it was game preview for a little while but i mean what it's been Four years now. I mean, we should see something from them. I would think so. And yeah, at least I would think they would have at least something of like, hey, here's like, uh, early like teaser of like what we're kind of like when they first when they first showed off like we have a few and that which was like, I don't know if I think that was maybe in twenty. Can't remember if I think it was probably twenty seventeen when they showed it off that first like glimpse. Because then they had it in early access for a bit. Maybe even 16, to be honest. It could have even yeah, been maybe. 16. It was very early. So hopefully they could at least show like something like that where it was like a, you know, early build of like, okay, here's this like the world that we've like we're, we're envisioning. So at least we're thinking like, okay, they may might not have a date yet, but at least they'll have something to show off, hopefully. Yeah, totally. Oh, we got some cool people in the chat here. Mike from NLG. What's up, brother? Uh, Mav from Fun Speculation. Buddy, great stuff. Jay the Graphic God, great to see you, man. The Monkey Man in the house, as always. Uh, buddy for there from the Retro Renegades and What Just Happened. Always good to see you, pal. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a laundry list of different games, Shock, that we could show. I mean, you've mentioned Avowed as well. Avowed is one of those games that... We saw them announce, well, put that uh, cinematic trailer, that short one. When was it? In two, 2020, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 20, I think July. So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was the July 2020. And everybody was like, oh, wow, this is uh, pretty cool. And we, we haven't heard anything about it just yet. Uh, do you think uh, we'll be seeing it this year? I mean, you know. Uh, I would think so. If they're willing to show off, like, that teaser, you know what would have been uh two years ago i would think by now we'd have okay they did you know they skipped it last last e3 so i think they would have at least something more to show oh. maybe not like that pre-rendered like teaser now they might have like an early like sliver or something but fun fact about last year with obsidian obsidian wanted to show about last year um Events with Take Two made them prioritize uh, Outer Worlds Two because Take Two put out a thing in their investors' call, saying that they were very happy that they'll be working on the sequel to Outer Worlds with um, Obsidian, and Microsoft had to come out and correct them, and that's why that uh, trailer was in the showcase last year, to kind of reiterate that it's a Microsoft project and not a private division project. Oh yeah. So they were at E3 last year, but yeah. yeah. And they, they, they wanted to have a vowed, but they had to put that out because it became public knowledge. Oh, yeah. So they they just wanted that out. 
Mm-hmm. So, so even more, exact, even more it, Xbox executives leaning in about his favor, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But right. man, they have so many freaking studios. It's just like, I don't, did they say how long this one was going to be? Like 90 minutes? Yeah, it's 90. <laughs> did they confirm that? Because like when you yeah, think it's about in, it, it's in like. In the Xbox wire, it says about 90 minutes. Okay. Okay. Ooh, that's gonna. I don't know. These shows are gonna be. It's gonna be like a three-hour show when if they purchase Activision. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, even in the chat here, they're saying that's a. You know, there is. I did see this uh, rumor pop up. I, I forget who stated it. I think it was Rand on uh, on Mav's show the other night that uh, supposedly every game studio you know wants has something to be shown from a team. Which, I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of content when you think about the amount of studios from both just the Xbox Game Studios and the Bethesda Studios and ZeniMax. That's that's crazy. I mean, I don't I don't know how much I hold to that, but it's, they have a crazy amount it, of content. It's very important to recognize that the, the his exact wording in the show was they all submitted something for the show. That does not right. mean everything will be chosen for the show. Some things could be going to Jeff Keighley's summer uh, summer game fest. Uh, I would expect things like, um, you know, like live service games. Like, there's no real reason to have like the next season, like anything, unless it's like a huge thing, like the Pirates Life again for Sea of Thieves. Like, you don't need to have Sea of Thieves content at this no. showcase. You could give that to Jeff Keighley. You mm-hmm. know, um. So even if they all have something, don't expect to see every studio, for sure. Like I, I, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. What about smaller narrative-focused games? Because we haven't heard of du- As Dusk Falls in a long, long time. Uh, I and oh, I yeah. and I think that's gonna. Yeah, that'll be there. I, I have a feeling because wasn't there a rating a few weeks ago for it? If I'm not mistaken, uh, I can. I can look that up for you real quick. I would not be surprised if we heard something, if we saw something from that, because that game has been too, too quiet. And I could have sworn I saw a rating for it somewhere uh, a little while ago. What about uh, Contraband? When was that first? Was that last year or the year before? Last year. Go ahead, Crusader. Uh, As Dusk Falls is going to be at the Tribeca Games Festival. It's going to have a demo there. When's that? Uh, give me a second. I believe it's in May. It's either oh, it might be early June. Hold on, the, I'm getting. It is on June 11th. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Uh, uh there's a 60-minute narrative demo of As Dusk Falls there. So maybe we probably won't see As Dusk Falls at the Xbox showcase then. That is interesting because that's a global be published before. game, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Um, a Plague Tale Requiem is also going to have a 40-minute demo at that event the day before. So I would have originally stated that A Plague Tale Requiem was going to be at the Xbox Showcase. I'm now reconsidering that because there's no need to, like, the coverage isn't necessary. Right. And actually, since we're talking about, like, as you mentioned, uh, A Plague's Tale... What about because they talked about the global partners that will be showcasing there? So we so we will see third party games there of yes. some sort. One title that I believe has a tentative release date at the moment. Uh, oh, what the hell? Dark Tide, the uh, Warhammer game, the co op game. That's kind of yes, again, that's December. Or is it September? I could have sworn September. I'll look that up for you real quick. I could have sworn it's, it's a burr month. <laughs> yeah, no, it, sure. well, it's, it's in the latter oh. half of the year. 
but that's another one that's exclusive and we haven't seen any real gameplay but they've been they've been teasing stuff recently like concept art and a few other images so they've been slowly starting some things i would not be surprised to see them there i mean again that's a co-op game and it's perfect to show off game pass for it it's it's a huge ip yep september 13th you were correct Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I'm a Warhammer dork, so I, I keep uh, my eyes on uh, these titles. But, okay, you're talking about September there. I mean, there's only so much time in between now. I mean, we're May 1st now, so they got to show it. I, I think you could almost guarantee that because it's an Xbox. It's an Xbox and PC exclusive, to my knowledge. Yes. Like, I know it's a Game Pass game, but I'm pretty sure it's also an exclusive game. Mm-hmm. No, that's correct. They have a... An exclusivity deal on it. I'm not sure. We're not sure about the the length of it or whatnot. But yes, it is. So I I would not. I, I would like to see it there personally because I I really like uh, Fat Sharks uh, Warhammer titles so far. I mean, you can talk to Centurion about this. <laughs> We've had a lot of fun with Vermintide. So I can just imagine Dark Tide in the Warhammer Forty Thousand is <laughs> absolutely chaos and nuts. Um, but speaking Centurion, pal, I mean, I want to get your thoughts here because honestly, uh, you know, we've been waiting for a date and lo and behold, June 12th, uh, both Xbox and Bethesda doing a, a joint show can't show everything. Obviously. What do you think, uh, we'll be seeing? Oh man. Um, see, that's the only thing. Like there is a lot of Xbox games that I do want to see, but there is also, I'm hoping that Xbox is going to show some of the other games that they also have marketing rights to, because we still have a lot of games that, you know, that we're all wanting to play that we haven't really heard much from. Um, like the big one for me is Callisto protocol. I would like to know what's going on with that developer. Is that game still going on? Um, there's also some other ones that are on the game pass marketing side of things. Um, the scorn and what's the other one? Atomic Heart would love to really mm. know if those games are going to come to fruition, especially um, Atomic Heart, considering uh, the developer is located in Moscow, Russia. So definitely it's uh, there's some games that definitely have disappeared off the radar that I would love to hear at least something about them. Um, but I'm also excited for what Microsoft has been cooking up on the side. I want to know more about Dying Light 3, especially I mean, not Dying Light 3, State of Decay 3, forgive me. State of Decay 3 at Undead Labs. I know where it's being made. Um, I'm wanting to know more about this game, especially when I found out that they're using Unreal 5 in State of Decay 3. I'm really curious on what this game is going to look like, what it's going to play like. Are we going to have that, you know, that, that real indie experience that the other two games uh presented us where it wasn't really a lot of bells and whistles it was just a very very awesome concept of a game uh i would really love to see them really throw everything in the kitchen sink and a budget at this game and when i heard that they're using unreal 5 i'm really excited want to know what's going on uh somebody also uh, shockly mentioned compulsion games uh, ever since a uh, little bit of what, um, oh my gosh, well, Jez Gordon, I believe is the gentleman that little bit, uh, released a little bit about what they were working on. Um, compulsion. I still need to play. We, um, we happy, uh, is it, we happy few. Is that yeah, the name of the game? That's correct. 
I still need to play that one. Uh, but definitely an interesting concept of a game. Uh, looks strange. Doesn't look as strange as some of the other stuff uh, that we've seen in gaming. Um, I, dude, I'm just excited to be seeing something coming from Xbox. Um, we're obviously going to be getting more Starfield content than we can handle. Um, literally after this event, everybody's going to be talking about games, 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 Xbox. But I mean, literally social media is going to be drowning in the infinite ocean known as Starfield, especially when they reveal, um, hopefully some gameplay trailer, um, definitely a little bit of in-depth on what we're expecting when it comes to gameplay, the environment that we're going to be playing in and just the overall concept of the game. Cause we haven't really seen too much outside of concept art right. um, and what people have talked about what they're creating in the game. Um, there is a lot of Redfall really want to know more about Redfall. When's this game going to be uh, available? Uh, same with contraband. Um, the list could go on. I mean, we could be here all night talking about mm -hmm. what they're working on, which is the big problem for the fact that, you know, invaders talked about it. Crusader just talked about it. There is not enough time in this event for everyone. And that yes, uh, crusader is probably more than likely, right. This is going to be split up. We're going to have certain games going to different events. Um, but it is good to see once again, that Xbox is probably, in my opinion, more than likely because June 12th is right around the corner. It's May 1st right now. We haven't heard much out of Jeff Keighley. We might as well just be say Xbox is once again, helping Jeff Keighley kick off the summer of games. And we're going to be going through June, July, and a little bit into August, seeing uh, a lot of games being uh, talked about, presented to us. And, you know, it's that time of year for uh, gamers to be excited in the gaming industry, especially with the amount of growth that the gaming industry has seen. So it's definitely going to be uh, a good summer to sit down and watch what we're going to have uh, offered to us by the gaming industry. Oh, certainly. And... Again, Starfield is going to be the big thing for this conference, no doubt. And when you think about Xbox Bethesda conference, their first one officially. Well, I mean, okay, I guess technically they were together last year, but you know what I mean. I mean, it's it's a, a big function of them being together and they're going to blow out Starfield like big time. I know that Bethesda generally does pretty large uh, walkthroughs for their like their big titles. I know that all the Fallout games have them and so on. Like they can go anywhere from what 15 to 25 minutes something like that. So I'm really curious about how they're going to ballpark the time here because I'm thinking that that Xbox is going to have lots of different things to show. So I I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think we're going to get the the big walkthrough. Mm -hmm. I think that we're going to get a small one and they're going to announce come back for the extended cut on Thursday like they did last year. Okay. And that's when you're going to get the deeper dive one. The, and that'll be the much, much longer live showcase. That Remember, it was, I think it was Paris did it last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because um, I, I think that that's how they get away with that. Because they want this main showcase for the the masses to be short and concise, I, I don't think we're gonna see the 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 large, the super large gameplay demo the same day. Maybe after. Hmm. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, gonna be curious how that works out. I mean, you got you gotta admit though, they they are pretty they're pretty pumped to have Starfield un under so their. So excited. Yeah, I mean, everybody's pretty pumped to. Uh... Like, I've been seeing some uh, really negative things on social media from certain uh, uh, parts of the gaming sphere, if if you will, but. No, a lot of people are looking forward to see what the big deal of Starfield is about. Me too. I'm genuinely excited for it. I think it's going to be the next big RPG. I, I still can't believe how many RPGs Xbox has under the belt now. Damn. <laughs> like they basically... Did you see the list that I had up the other day? Uh, you have lots it's, of lists. <laughs> I, I have lots of lists. It's my thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, It's massive. The, the amount of Western RPGs we're getting in the next, like, five, six years is incredible. Most we've ever had. Mm -hmm. yeah well that's why again if they'll be curious about how they choose you know which rpgs they show because again we just talked about avowed and starfield they did announce fable last year i believe was it last year yeah, that was also yeah, 2020. 2020 yeah it was oh. the same event avowed was announced at oh wow yeah i told you yeah sorry guys they i mean closed it, it yeah that you're right wow time flies <laughs> it's been that long uh wow wow um you know i'm just like they have so much now um general mld pal like you know we're just going through talking about all you know all starfield and what compulsion's gonna show like you know please chime in here like uh we got xbox and bethesda both under the same big ass show like what what do you think uh well what are your hopes that uh, we see from all this because we have all kinds of different games either that we know about through trailers or just you know leaks or just even just theories that we have at this point oh yeah i mean and if it's confirmed that'll be the usual hour and a half it's gonna be tight they definitely gotta make some uh hard choices and save some uh submissions from the developers for later in the year for other shows which i get but i think i think it's in their best interest to do like to really like kind of do overkill more or less and, and show some games uh that we know about but haven't really seen before like of course starfield will be front and center uh given the the 90 minute slot it, i i mean we'll be lucky to get maybe 10 15 minutes out of that whole thing so hopefully they can squeeze in as much as possible without giving maybe too much away uh, of course i think we'll see redfall i happen to people seem to be divided on this but i think forza motorsport 8 will be announced or like no not announced but like gameplay will be shown hopefully it'll get a release date for this year i think i i'm leaning towards that being a yes i think that's possible i think the game's been in development for what five years now i think they can make it work for this year and it'll be like a great it'll be amazing like we saw the trailer looked next gen only it was gorgeous so i'm hoping that the, is also announced uh as dusk falls but crusader said it'll be shown like the, you know, the, the day before so there's that I think Grounded will finally... I think Grounded will be Shadow Dropped. I think it's finally due to be have its, like, 1.0 full release, get out of beta. I think that's going to be uh, due pretty soon, uh, sooner rather than later. I think we'll see gameplay of Avowed and maybe more of Hellblade 2 if we're lucky. Mm -hmm. yeah. And as far as maybe uh, other studios go, I think Compulsion might be ready to show something. I think World's Edge, they're actually like the low-key underdog of Xbox Studios. They always they actually make a game or release a game every year. I think they're gonna show maybe Age of Mythology for PC and Age of Empires 4 for console. That's just me, but I think that they're gonna show up with something. 
Uh, Xenomax Online, they've been quiet for a while. Their last game was Elder Scrolls Online. I think they're due for, for a new game. Uh, Roundhouse Studios for Xenomax, so for, for Bethesda, I think they're also due. There's rumors of them making a uh, player versus player, like third person kind of online game. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, third party wise, I think they'll have some Game Pass deals. Might see Call of Duty, might see maybe, I don't know, Gotham Knights. Like, like a few high profile third party games. But overall, it's going to be tight. I hope they can uh, really, really fit in the best of the best. and But also save some a couple of gems for maybe later in the year. Mm -hmm. Well said. I'm I mean, excited. no, you're right. And I'm excited too. There's a lot that we can technically, technically go over. What about, I mean, technically, again, Bethesda's sharing the stage. Could we see... Again, I'm not sure about the contractual nature of this, but could we see something about, you know, just a little clip of uh, Deathloop or Ghostwire Tokyo on, you know, coming to Xbox at some point, like coming in September or something like that? Oh, yeah, at least Deathloop, because that's like around the corner. That released, what, September last year? So I think mm -hmm. it wouldn't hurt to just remind everybody, hey, it's going to come this September, whatever whatever date, uh, day one game pass, uh, yeah, just get that out there. I think it's a little too far away to uh, talk about uh, Ghostwire, but I mean, yeah, that's that's coming in March. So I, I think the, they don't have to mention that. It's too, it's too soon for that. But yeah, I, I think so. I think that we'll get a little bit of we'll get like a small trailer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, because you again, you want to let people know that uh, oh yeah, this game we own it and it's coming to our platform on Game Pass. You guys can download it if you have Game Pass for free so you know why what about man there's again there's so much to talk about here uh, what, i know um i mean you mentioned yeah the, you know uh game uh, sorry what was it uh world's edge uh, studio almost uh, left my mind there for a sec mld uh i mean obviously a couple of weeks ago we saw something leaked on the store it was rise of nations like it did just randomly pop up we've heard mutterings ourselves through the grapevine that you know we could see some pc again announcements uh you know for console whether it be age of empires 4 as well that could be a thing you know, I think I think it will be a pretty good show that way. I mean, last year, yeah, last year they had what Flight Simulator uh, coming to console. It just I don't know. To me, it kind of makes some sense too. Uh, you know, that would be cool. I think a lot of people would be really receptive to that. Man, what other in the chat they're saying in exile. I mean, that's a possibility. They weren't they teasing something uh, like a year ago, or maybe maybe it was. Like something about Project Cobalt um, could be. There's a few games that they could easily close the show off with because the, the one more thing is going to be an unannounced project and it's going to be a CG trailer. Mm -hmm. I think that's a given. They've done it for the last like four shows. Um, so, like, I, I think your strong candidates for that are the Compulsion Studios, Project Midnight, mm -hmm. um, Project Cobalt from In Exile, uh, whatever Roundhouse is working on. I don't have a project name for it. Um, or potentially even like Project Dragon from IO, right? right. Um, I mean, or there's... Project Swerte, yeah, from uh, Certain Affinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like those are deals that we've heard that were cut. Well, actually, we don't even know to be honest. I guess I mean it's possible. It's possible. Well, 
remember, the CG trailers are not just to tell us that this is happening. They're also meant for hiring for the projects. Uh, that's right. why you've seen... That's why we've seen more games than ever be announced in literally a blog post, like The Witcher 4. Like, the most unceremonious announcement for one of the biggest franchises that there is, like, most popular. Yeah, they announced <laughs> it in a blog post. Why? Because they need to hire people. You know? So... Um, they could announce the GoldenEye remaster that like has shown up on True Achievements. Yes, yes, and um, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Um, I, you know what, I'm, I want to say they might. I I hope that's real. I mean, obviously, because again, it did pop up on uh, True Achievements, as you said. Man, I I would love to play GoldenEye again. Anybody else here on the panel like like really want to play Goldeneye again? Like a nice remaster? Played it. So I'll, I'll play the play campaign. It. I played the multiplayer over people over friends' houses back in the day, but the, with the split screen and all that stuff. But I never played the campaign, so I, I'll actually do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would love to do that. I'm just kind of curious because again, that that game. Already ahead of you. Mm -hmm. Already been playing it on the PC. <laughs> oh yeah, there's that. <laughs> the too. remaster. Oh, because right. you can actually the 360 the, uh, one leaked, right? The 360 yeah, the build, full, yeah, full game, and, you, and it's like Halo, where you can just switch back and forth between old graphics and new graphics on the fly. So if you get it, you don't even have need to have that much of a, you know, pretty much a decent PC can run that. So. Mm -hmm. I'll be curious though if they kind of hold that off as well, like maybe save it for later in the year. Because, you know, the whole thing going on in uh, Eastern Europe, you know, Russia and whatnot, because that game is heavily centered, you know, around, like, Russia and whatnot. I'm just kind of curious to see how they kind of deal with that. So, I, I could see that showing up at Nintendo's event. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Nintendo's agreement for allowing the remake to happen, because they're one of the, they're, like, one of the parties that, like, owns a portion of, like, why it can't come to anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, wouldn't that be something if it uh, went to a Nintendo treehouse? Like, you know, they show all these kid-friendly games, and they like, oh, remember GoldenEye? Oh, here we go, in conjunction with Microsoft and Rare. <laughs> oh, that'd be something. Eh, maybe. Maybe we could see something like that. I mean, obviously, Phil likes to hint at things, right? And he's hasn't he had a Switch on his shelf in uh, certain appearances in uh, recent yeah. months? So, oh, yeah. I think it's been, yeah. I think oh. it's there for a reason. In the end, it'll, it'll score. It's free brownie points. Like people love nostalgia. Like it's just good PR. It may not, it may not move the needle like console sales wise, or it won't sell millions and upon millions. But it's just good overall PR. And you need, you need good word of mouth in this industry. Mm -hmm. No, I. I... Halo Infinite's gonna be there too. I guarantee it. Did you guys well, watch the the thing this week? The, um the live stream i did not catch the live stream i mean i caught people who were covering it i caught some of that uh did, while... you, did you see like the thing that like popped up while they were talking and had a countdown timer with a bunch of numbers and stuff on it oh yeah did you hear about this yeah uh, the it had two specific dates it had the date of the uh the thing itself and then the date um june 14th which is the tuesday immediately following this showcase Okay. Um, we don't know why, but that's like the reset day. Like that's weekly reset. It's Tuesday. Um, hmm. the, so I think they're gonna show something. 
I don't know what. It could be as small as, like, the, the new Fracture event for Halo Infinite. Mm -hmm. It could be, oh, we're going to drop a timed beta for Tatanka. Project, the, the, the Battle Royale PvE mode. Who knows? I mean, it is Season of the wolf, uh, the Lone Wolf or whatever it is starting mm -hmm. uh, in May. So, who knows? But I, I think Halo is going to be there in some way. Almost certainly. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, they, they gotta get some hype uh, ramping up for that game again. Maybe tease something from season three or w one of the modes uh, that are gonna come oh, in season Forge. two. Oh yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. they're gonna be open beta that. They gotta get some hype going for that too. That's right, and I am curious too because remember when the game released back in December on the actual release date, they they had trademarked uh, like Halo Infinite: The Endless. Yep. And I, that obviously has to do with uh, campaign DLC, I would assume, or campaign add-on. And in the recent roadmap, there was nothing attached to that. So I would kind of be curious, too, if like a teaser or something for that could possibly show up. I mean, they've been very quiet on the actual campaign front. So, I mean, that's a possibility. But they've also been very busy working on the whole roadmap aspect uh, multiplayer wise so and just fixing some uh, housekeeping things uh with halo infinite so i don't know maybe maybe that's a little uh too far out still that's yet to be seen but i mean i would i would like to see what that's about though um i don't know guys i mean could we see well, any new hardware announcements i mean it packed in here or do you think they'll just focus on like services and games because I don't know. Do you think they're due for uh, a new upgrade to the Elite controller yet? <laughs> Maybe. Possibly. Oh, yeah. I mean, wasn't there, like, rumblings of, like, the Xbox Elite uh, 3 controller? Mm. Something, something like that? Like, the next like the next iteration? Someone was asking. I don't remember who. It was one of the Xbox executives. I don't. It might have been Jason Ronald, but I don't think it was him. Was asking people what kind of stuff would they like to see in a new... Um, series controller and everyone was saying the dual sense features because like the rumble is good i don't like the triggers but the, the, the rumble is pretty good um and that was sometime last year so maybe we could see something about that now i think we'll see a streaming stick like mm -hmm. a roku you know you plug into your tv it's got like the xbox protocol you can buy it in a controller for yeah. like a hundred bucks and you've got xbox cloud to go you know yeah, it's funny you say that. We had speculated on that like a year ago because they were talking about, you know, just expansion into different things because they've been partnering with like Samsung and LG. And it just kind of makes sense to have some kind of a, I think even Phil talked about it at one point last year about, uh, again, having, I, I, I can't remember the exact wording, but it's, it sounded to me like a streaming stick of some sort, so... I think Tom Warren of The Verge sometimes last year wrote an article saying that, like, they were working on one. Looking for the... I should have that somewhere. You have everything there, man. You pull up everything. I, you've seen you've seen my <laughs> the, the stupid mega thread I write. By the way, I'm going to be putting that up a week before the showcase, and I will have a section where I'm going to talk about what I think is going to happen. Mm -hmm. So look forward to that a week before the showcase. Right. Well, we'll know more... Well, we'll have some more hints, I'm sure, further down the line. Um, there's just they got so much in store, and like just even from projects that 
you know, we, we've just seen trailers for like a year or two ago. And with the additional studios that they picked up, like even ZeniMax Online, we don't, we technically, we, we don't know what the heck they're working on. Or again, some of these other uh, ZeniMax studios. Just very curious. Like you said, Roundhouse as well, uh, Crusader. I mean, apparently there's this spy team game that got trademarked. We talked about it a few weeks ago as well. Was I think saw originally it was rumored to be at Bethesda Austin. However, a, a leaker or a, a former employee who was confirmed to be a former employee said that it was actually at Dallas. Right. Um, Bethesda Dallas. Uh, so that that and he said it was I think. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Todd Howard. It was like one of Todd Howard's like pet projects. It was like it was a smaller project, but it was one that Todd Howard wanted to get up and going. Hmm. That's uh, interesting. That Todd Howard really wants uh, to be invested in this smaller project. Okay, that's something to keep uh, an eye on. All right, all right, um, all right. Hey guys, anybody else have any other uh, comments like about the showcase? I mean, obviously we're. A month and I guess a month and a half away from this now, but uh, you know, I mean, it's good. It's good to hear this. I mean, Xbox and Bethesda are really taking the reins on this because, uh, like somebody was saying before, I mean, besides some of these uh, shows like the Summer Game Fest and uh, maybe Gamescom, I mean, we really don't know what some of the other publishers are going to be doing. So, oh yeah. Also, uh, QuakeCon. Did you mention that too? Uh, no, actually, but yes, you are correct, QuakeCon, because isn't that in, like, early August, I believe? Yeah, yeah. August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they gotta have something there. They gotta. Um, the, the rumored uh, Quake reboot, if if those rumors are to be believed. You know what, I could, I, oh, yeah. could, I could believe that. Or, guys, I mean, what about Indiana Jones? I mean... Ooh. Right. Maybe next year. The, my gut's telling me maybe next E3. I feel like machine games, there's still that 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 will they or won't they make Wolfenstein 3 beforehand. They, they there's still like surprisingly no information on that. So I don't know. I, I got we gotta wait and see on that. Harrison Ford is still filming the next Indiana Jones movie. I think they're gonna try to uh kind of start generating hype when we start getting hype for the movie when it's in its final stages of post-production yeah <laughs> oh don't get me started with that oh man poor harrison's he's too poor. old why is he doing it he's too old <laughs> uh <laughs> i guess according to some of the stuff i've read uh he actually looks pretty damn good for his age and he's actually doing quite well oh okay then well i guess we'll see yeah, just don't oh. let that guy fly a plane. <laughs> you know who we didn't? Who? What studio we didn't mention? The Coalition. Tango. Oh, Tango. Yes. But we didn't mention the Coalition. I don't think they're going to be there. I, no, I, I, I genuinely don't think the Coalition's going to be there. All right. Um. Uh. Maybe. Maybe we'll get a teaser for Gear Six. Right. Mm. Maybe that's the one more thing. That would be pretty cool. Um. I. I don't expect. If anything, we get CG from them. I don't. I don't expect. Uh to see that but uh the creative director i cannot remember his name but he's the one who led um evil within yes yes i know who you're talking about uh mikami he, he retweeted the event with the like looking eyes emoji oh did he yes um so that could just be you know he's excited that it's like the, the first 
settled in big showcase that they're doing with Xbox, right? Because last year they were definitely not settled in at that point. That was only a few months after the acquisition had finalized. This is their first full year being a Microsoft company, so it could just be him, like, supporting the devs, because I guarantee that he has seen some of the things that, like, people at Xbox Game Studios are working at, other Bethesda Studios, stuff like that. But it, we know that they have at least two more projects in development other than Ghostwire Tokyo, which did come out, right? Yeah. They have at least two more. Yeah, he was talking about them, I believe, being in small, like, smaller projects and being vastly different from, like, Ghostwire yes. Tokyo or Evil Within, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So, yep. Which has me very curious. Uh, that studio, again, I haven't played Ghostwire Tokyo. I've heard varying things about it. Uh, more good things than bad things. But again, just it, it's a different kind of game overall. But I really like The Evil Within. I'm still playing through The Evil Within too. But I, I do think that they are a very talented studio tango. I'm just, I'm yeah, I'm curious to see what else they can cook up. I think that that can be a very, very good. Uh, good studio for uh xbox again it's their only japanese studio at the moment and i'm pretty sure they plan on growing them i mean that would be a good thing that'd be a good thing to do i I would imagine um but yeah guys we will see what uh again just in the coming weeks what uh, gets teased and what gets announced and uh you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll hear more things as the days and the weeks go by, but it, it's good to see that Xbox is being very proactive about this and, uh, you know, getting the news out of the show. And, uh, yeah, we won't have to wait very long, to be honest. So looking forward to this. Looking forward to this. All right. And, uh, guys, if you haven't done so already, please share this show out across Twitter and whatever social media sites that you like. And uh, hey, give a th- uh, give a like if you enjoying if you are enjoying the chat, and uh, hey, definitely participate in the chat. I love I love seeing you guys participate in the chat. Uh, got a very lively bunch tonight. Uh, Dreadpool, what just happened? Other Zinc, and so on. Great seeing you guys here. Now, why don't we move on to another topic, guys? And a few days ago, Activision shareholders approved the Microsoft acquisition of well, Activision Blizzard. Now, pretty much it was unanimous at 98% and now heads over to regulation. Now, Centurion, my stalwart seeker of gaming knowledge. Yeah, I I think you would like that term, actually. (laughs) Uh, What do you think of this news, considering that, you know, some were worried about, you know, the shareholders maybe not accepting this. And, you know, there seems to be a lot of skepticism, uh, you know, through all this, which I find kind of weird. But uh, anyways, yeah, please give me your thoughts on this. I mean, the shareholders obviously approved this by a very large margin. Uh, how do you feel uh, going into the next steps of all this? Oh, man. Well, for starters, uh, when it comes to a lot of people on social media, they remind me of that statue of the three monkeys of see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil, except for it's just one person with uh, their eyes completely closed shut, fingers in their ears, not wanting to accept the fact that Microsoft actually was able to not only flip the bill for Activision, but also to get their ducks in a row to actually, you know, know what they're doing. Like Microsoft has known uh, since day one, this was not going to be a Bethesda purchase. This was not going to be some walk in the park. They knew what they were going up against um, a little bit. Um, 
I was a little curious because we obviously heard all this stuff about how shareholders were releasing or were wanting to put in lawsuits because there wasn't enough clarification on the deal. And it was a bunch of stuff and it, it was basically a bunch of hot air. If you really read into it, I mean, uh, so uh, today I found out that Crusader Crusader retweeted something at Hogue Law. Um, really awesome YouTube channel, if you've never checked it out, um, has a thing called Virtual Legality, where he breaks down um, con basically gaming uh, because he actually, uh, if I'm correct, Crusader, he's a contract lawyer and he really loves breaking down the fine print and helping people understand uh, just basically the background knowledge of what you get yourselves into and, you know, how things work. And yes. he, yes, and he explained how a lot of these lawsuits that came from the shareholders were just because they forgot a, a small little step in the process. And all this lawsuit does is basically create a flag of, hey, you missed something. We need you to fix it before you go to court. They fixed it. They didn't go to court. The lawsuit was dropped. This is kind of like how it was predicted out. And now we've seen that by 98%, all the shareholders actually do want to sell their stock of Activision. I mean, let's look at why they would want to get out of the game. I mean, it, let's just be upfront. Bobby Kotick has basically created a very, very black eye on that company. If I was a shareholder and I had Microsoft standing in the room offering money to get out of that situation... I would want to get as far away from Bobby Kotick as I can because that dude is a is a big problem waiting to happen if that dude continues uh, being in the industry. But that's a different discussion for a whole nother show. Um, but anyways, definitely it shows that Microsoft was right to want to purchase a company. All their intuition was correct on how the shareholders really want this to happen. And now we're seeing a lot of smoke coming from uh, we, he will remain unnamed because I don't want to get anybody on this show or the show in trouble because he's a block happy individual that I've noticed um, who likes to basically say that wall street is betting against Microsoft when that could be, not be further from so the truth. You're saying it rhymes with crier. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, basically, it's kind of funny how his name rhymes with Trier because he's always trying to pull some kind of BS. Um, but that's where it, it's just like, if you're going, like, I love when you read these articles. Oh, yes, the FTC got involved with this whole thing. And normally they leave it to this department of the government, but the FTC wanted to get involved. No you either have it handled by the federal trade commission or what's the other half crusader justice the justice department it they're like if you read on paper it basically does not on paper say this department handles this this department handles that it basically says whatever department feels they are the most qualified will handle it and the ftc is more qualified than the justice department because of the amount of technology that is involved. We're starting to see Microsoft starting to really corner the cloud market. They are one of the lead world's leading suppliers of cloud technology with Azure. They're pushing ga cloud gaming. Um, they are basically helping form a new 
a new economy, a new part of the industry. And the FTC is watching this very closely because you can't have Microsoft basically corner this entire market and shut out any and all competition. And that is probably the only thing that the FTC is worried about, but we're already seeing PlayStation come out with their version of a gaming service that would basically compete on a cloud level. We're starting to see the cloud um, infrastructure starting to spread across the world and used in many different ways in gaming. And I just really, I'm starting to say that Microsoft probably does have a good chance of this happening. I could go on all night, but you know, let's get other people in here. Don't want to hog the microphone. Uh, this is something to be happy about though, that literally uh, Microsoft definitely had their ears wide open and, and took the temperature of the room and they were correct. 98% of shareholders want to sell Activision. Well, yeah, cause they want to get paid. I mean, you know, the stock, well, I, don't, I don't know if anybody looks at the stock. It's just in shareholders like money. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, like if you read certain sources, there's no money because nobody's buying the stock when it's just like, no, it's the point is, you know, you're going to probably see the stock start uh, becoming more popular as uh, 2023 approaches. And we get into 2023 where they said it's supposed to close by June of 2023 but it could stretch out to them like that just because it doesn't close by June of 2023 doesn't mean that they're just going to be like, Oh, rip the paperwork up. We're done. It didn't close on June 20. No, it just means it takes longer. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's the whole thing. It's a gamble. It, like, do you want to pay $75 a share, $76 a share today and keep your shares locked in for at least a year to a year and a half and you'll get your $95 a share but you better have enough scratch basically sitting around to basically invest money that long. Well, it is uh, interesting that, what was it, yesterday? Or it may have been earlier today, that Warren Buffett, uh, that uh, investing mogul, he, uh, his company, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, he, he uh, bought, oh, what was it? Okay, originally they, was... they originally they had about 1% of Activision Blizzard stock and now they own about well close to 10% because uh I well I guess they you know they know about things going on here with you know Activision and uh, Microsoft buying them and whatnot, and, and I suppose they're leaning towards that this is going to go through. And you know the way that things are right now financially, I mean you you don't just gamble that money free willing. I mean, you got to think that, oh, you know what? This has a good chance of going through oh, because, uh, you know, you're talking about millions, millions of dollars here. We're also talking about Warren Buffett, a man who has made a livelihood on playing the big boy slot machine known as the stock market. And he has invested in companies like this before. And he his predictions have helped made him a lot of money or gambles on gambling on companies that are in the middle of being bought out. Um, but I love what he said towards the this purchase on just because the deal doesn't go through on Xbox and Activision doesn't mean he loses his money. He actually does not know what is going to happen if this this whole thing doesn't happen. He's like, for all I know, they could all of a sudden, you know, Activision stock soars and I get my money back anyways. It, it just comes down to that the, the unknowns are there of if the deal doesn't go through, nobody knows what's going to happen. If the deal no, if you if the deal does go through, you get ninety five dollars a share. Yeah, 
I mean, he has that quote, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. So, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if if the Wall Street's, you know, skeptical of this, uh, that's when you make money. That's when he, you know, guesses right. Mm-hmm. And then if if he if these go up if he bought all those whatever how many shares he bought, and then Microsoft and the deal goes through and Microsoft's paying like ninety five a share. Ching. Well, I mean, you know, he's got a team of analysts sitting around somewhere in a room, basically telling him that watch the stock market daily. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, not financial advice here, guys, but uh, it's always good to buy the dip. <laughs> you know, uh, you don't buy when prices are high; you buy when prices are low. Kind of like you know when uh, Microsoft swooped in when Activision again has uh, w- was low back in like November, right? I mean, basically you're buying it for uh, at a bargain price, you could say. <laughs> um, you know, but you know things again. I, I don't know how many people here like pay attention to like the stocks and the markets and whatnot, but yeah, it's a little. It is a little fearful in the markets right now. I'm actually kind of curious to see how tomorrow goes. Uh, I'll be uh, checking on that. But uh, again, people, a lot of these uh, big investors, they're going to be putting their their money into sure things, I would think. Uh, so I, I think that that's a good sign. That's a good th- sign, especially when you look at Berkshire Hathaway's holdings. They they don't hold a lot of tech stock, actually. Um, so it's interesting. I think they just recently got some Apple, but it's more like, I think financials and some other things. So it's interesting that they did put like a lot of money into Activision Blizzard. Uh, if they see that going through, so to me, that's a good sign. Um, let's see. MLD. I don't think I heard you chime in here. I mean, I don't know. Are you, uh, like, do you think that, uh, you know, I mean, obviously this is a pretty good sign here about, you know, 98% of the, um, that the shareholders are like, yeah, you know, we approve, we approve. Uh, you think uh, things are going to be good from here on out? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I have no expert in this, uh, in this market, but I mean, I, I feel like if the, if this deal is supposed to last, uh, what June, 2023 fiscal year quarter for Microsoft, I think this is just moving. It's moving along at a nice steady pace. This is, this is you know, one step closer to it. This was actually the one part where, like, I was kind of, like, maybe, like, wondering, is it going to go through or not? Because, I mean, if they said no here, I mean, like, the deal's done. It is what it is. But this is, like, over- overwhelming majority. All the naysayers, they're, they're starting to, you know, be a little bit more quiet now. Like, the fear-mongering starting to die down a little bit. I feel like all the all the posturing from the politicians, they kind of, they said their piece, but... They're that that's that's like in the past now. I think yeah, that's kind of die. That's gonna kind of die down too. Warren Buffett doing his thing. That that shows. That's like a good sign for me. Yeah, I just it's gonna go through. I am confident it's gonna go through one way or another. If if they gotta make some concessions like you know keeping Call of Duty multi platform, if they gotta do things like that, they'll do it. But I think it's it's end of the day, it's gonna go through. And this is just one more, one less step to do. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Like, I'll, Microsoft, they wouldn't do this. They wouldn't turn the key on this if they, if yeah, if they weren't 100% sure they could pull this off. At the, in the end of the day, that's what that's what I believe. They came, they went into this knowing it would work at the end. So, yeah, I just can't wait for it to actually be done. Hopefully, it's done sooner. Ideally, I would like this deal to close before E3 of, of next year so that they can actually include that 
Cause, because like what mm -hmm. the time went with the three the three where they got Bethesda, they just said, Oh, here's all the here's all the games coming on the Game Pass. The entire Bethesda back catalog. I want them to do that next E3 for Activision Blizzard. And that's gonna be a massive, massive games dump. So that's that that'll go a long way, and hopefully they can get it done before then. But I'm not worried about this at all. It's gonna happen. Right? Yeah. And that's the thing, too, right? I mean, it's going to be a massive game dump so they can show, like, a, a quick reel of it. But, I mean, they're not they're not going to spend a lot of time on it. But when you see the articles come out and you just see, like, you're just reading through the list, holy crap. That, that's going to be amazing to see all the content being pumped into uh, Game Pass, both for uh, Xbox and PC. That's going to be crazy. Um, you know, it's funny, though, guys, because some outlets... You know, they st they think that this deal won't go through. And, I mean, I'm not saying it, it can't go through. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm no expert in this kind of thing. But at the same time, there seems to be reason to believe that, you know, there, there's a good feeling. There's a good chance that it will, though. Um, but there will be some oversight on it. It's just amazing when I see, like, sites like Business Insider. I mean, there's a few others out there. I mean, obviously, we just uh, spoke of a, uh, a game journalist that uh, is very critical, you could say, especially of Xbox. It just... Yeah, it's kind of kind of weird sentiment because I I don't see these kinds of things being dumped onto other publishers when they buy uh, large studios and so on. Uh, like Crusader, like honestly, like isn't it kind of weird? Like when you see some of these, uh, I don't know, just like again these articles popping up. I mean, okay, there might be a little bit of skepticism, but at the same time, it's like. You know, it's not like Xbox, Microsoft is really, really cornering the market. I mean, okay, Activision is a big buy, but, I mean, it, it is kind of weird with some of the sentiment being shared around. So, I don't want to say the name of any particular source. Let's just call them publication former uh, presidential candidate. Uh, and this, uh, this um, source was using pretty bad mathematics uh, behind their argument for why people are saying that the the market has very little faith in uh, the deal. And there's definitely uncertainty. It cannot be argued that there isn't uncertainty. There, there were, there's always going to be uncertainty, right? But let's just take a quick, quick look um, at some of the very simple math behind it. I'm not going to go into any formulas or anything, because for, for the audience, if you're not aware, I have a degree in computer science and a degree in mathematics with several classes in actuarial science, the, the mathematics of essentially money. Um, and one of the big things is when we're talking about the stock value being worth $95 when Microsoft purchases it, they're going to be purchasing it most likely somewhere between nine on the i'm feeling very optimistic and 14 if i'm feeling very pessimistic months from now and currently inflation rates are at like what eight and a half percent something ridiculous so your money right now one dollar right now if the inflation rate stays at eight and a half percent uh is uh going to be worth about like nine cents less right so when you look at that at 95 dollars at potentially 14 months away 
that $95 is really only going to be worth uh, then what 89-ish dollars is worth now. So you, you're already seeing a little bit of a closer comparison in the stocks because the, the stock is currently sitting at like somewhere between like 75 and 77 fluctuates every day. So you're already seeing it much closer than uh, what Bloomberg would have you to believe because you're not getting paid right now. You're getting paid in like nine to 14 months. So you're not going to see the value of the stock match up. You'll never see it match up one for one until the day that it converts over. And that, that brings me into the second um, mathematical uh, thing that I, I would like to bring up, which is the argument of present value versus future value, which is a, an investment um, concept where um, your money today will be worth more later based on um, uh, like compounding interest. And that's essentially what this kind of purchase is like when you normally buy stocks you're expecting the stock to go up with the growth of the company but this isn't really that because right. activision blizzard's not growing right they you're this is essentially a glorified bond where you're you're putting money in today expecting money out tomorrow and you have to think about it from an uh, an investment perspective would this money be worth more right now for me to put somewhere else rather than having to put it into Activision Blizzard where it's not going to it's not actually going to grow i'm going to receive a payment later but it's just going to be sitting there not growing until i get paid um and then you have on top of that the actual risk because there there is risk that the FTC could block this and not necessarily that they could actually stop the deal from happening but that they could prolong this process that they could say we are not happy with what's happening we want these we want x y and z concessions that like centurion and mld brought up and um if you don't we're going to bring this to court now that would be a pretty big bluff because they do not have a very strong case against microsoft they have a case that could be made but it's not very strong it would probably be very easy for microsoft to beat them down in court but when you see that, even if Microsoft was to win in court, your money is locked up in these stocks until um, the the deal ends up going through. So you, in the end, you know, you want um, to have your money to work for you as best as you can, as efficiently as you can. So it is not... Uh, it's not necessarily when you're 14 months out the best time to put your money in immediately unless you are exceptionally certain it's a surefire deal and the return is good. You will expect this to grow closer to the value at about I, – I would argue this like July or August if we don't see the value going trending up. Now, we may even see it to start trending up now because of the Warren Buffett purchase over the weekend announcement. Because that's a very – when Warren Buffett's doing something, you know that your risk isn't – there probably isn't as much risk as uh, mm -hmm. one would think. So ultimately, I think the, the math and analysis done by the two specific individuals that we aren't going to name was not the greatest. And if you want a little bit more detailed explanation of this – this is essentially exactly what you're going to see uh, 
um, Hoaglaw talk about uh, on his channel is that <laughs> um, he, he he even goes into the math. He'll he'll give, he'll give you the exact numbers, and you'll see that there's there is a mild case of uncertainty right now, but it's only like ten to fifteen percent. He said, and I quote, "It's even better than the uncertainty that he personally has that he that he's seeing based on the the actuarial." Um, uh, mathematics that he's uh, essentially doing. Right. Um, I hope I didn't bore anyone too much with my very basic, very elementary math lesson today. Well, I think I heard Centurion snoring, so... <laughs> but otherwise, I mean, I think we're pretty good. You know, I mean... Yeah. You know, one out of... You know, one out of five isn't too bad. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding, Centurion. <laughs> but uh, no, that was a pretty good explanation. That was pretty good. Um, and I think all the guys in the chat appreciate that too. Uh, by the way, uh, we have an awesome ten dollars super chat uh, from Dirk Griggity, uh, Dirk Griggity, uh, our friend from the Weebly Green Podcast. Thank you, buddy, for the super chat. Don't worry, I didn't forget about you. I just wanted to hold the chat. Uh, just until we're finished with this topic, uh, he says, "What's up, everybody? Uh, will they title next year's show Xbox, uh, Bethesda, Activision, Blizzard games showcase, or is that too much?" Hmm, I don't know. I mean, you got Attack on King there, and man, I mean, just the amount of IP and the amount of studios. Just call it the E3 showcase. <laughs> just, just call it E3. I mean, Xbox, Microsoft will be E3 as a whole. That's what that's what's gonna happen. I mean, obviously Sony doesn't care. EA, uh, Nintendo does their own thing as well. So they've been doing that for a while. So you know, good on good on Xbox. Obviously, good on Microsoft. Um, on, honestly, Dirt, I I just kind of like the idea of having. I mean, okay, Xbox has their grand showcase. Uh, Bethesda will have you know will be a part of that from the looks of it. And then act, I don't know. Act, it would be interesting, don't you think, to have like Activision do their own like little showcase in the summer and have them all spread out through a couple of months. I mean, that would be interesting. Just a part of Xbox Game Studios, you have, you know, like three four three, the Coalition, Compulsion, and all of them under the Xbox Game Studios banner. And then, you know, you have a couple of other studios from all these different branches showcase on the Xbox stage. And then you have the big, the other big publisher, publishers under that, like Bethesda, like Activision Blizzard. They do their own things throughout the summer as well. Just spread it out. Because there's no way, there's no way you can have, you know, show as much content as you can in a 90-minute show. Unless you made it like a three-hour show, which... I mean, let's be honest. It's you know, I mean, ninety minutes is it's it's a pretty good time frame overall, I would think. So, I mean, if you know, three hours, that's a little much. <laughs> but that's just me ballparking in any case. But, uh, anyways, thank you very much, Dirt, for the ten dollars super chat. You are amazing, my friend. Um, guys, any other comments before we uh, move on to our next topic? Yes, no. No, I think we're good. I think we're pretty good. But, um, yeah, guys, why don't we uh, move over, speaking of which, to the last topic. And you know, it is something pretty interesting uh, that came up during the week. Um, according to various game industry outlets and personalities, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is planning to do a big fire sale of its studios and IP. Uh, we've been hearing about this for, I mean, we talked about it on the show, what, like a, a year ago or so. It keeps popping up. 
but it's been picking up a lot of steam as of late, especially since uh, the big merger between uh, Warner Brothers and Discovery. And according to, uh, there's been different uh, journalists talking about this, but according to Fanbytes, Imram Khan, a bunch of studios are interested, and they include EA, Take-Two, Microsoft, Sony, Tencent, NetEase, and PUBG Corp. So uh, quite, a, quite a slew of uh, big publishers there, to say the least. Uh, General MLD, bud, uh, I'll hit off with you first here on this one. It sounds like uh, Warner Brother Discovery, they want to unload uh, a bunch of their assets here. Uh, what do you think will be... Uh, what, sorry, what do you think we'll be uh, hearing, like, about, uh, you know, some of these uh, studio purchases? Like, do you think that we'll be hearing some of them soon, some of them later? And uh, do you think that Xbox is going to get involved here? It's very interesting because the selling of the studios is one thing, but then you read the the thing the, the, the rumor that they want to license out the IP. And that's where, in my opinion, it gets interesting because if they want to license out the IP... Um, it could be in a non-exclusive capacity. So whoever gets these games, if it's say Sony or Xbox, even though they would uh, have the have the license, they would still have to make the game multi-platform. And then the question becomes: If Xbox, for example, is interested, is it worth the investment? I mean, sure, they can they can get it, put the game on Game Pass day one, and just mark get the marketing rights and hope that the good like. The return on investment will come from that, from that PR and all the positive word of mouth. But yeah, I, I mean, but another part of me thinks that maybe they're a little tied up right now in the moment with the uh, Activision Blizzard thing. They're a little bit, yeah, like it's it's just one of those things where, uh, say like Sony, they do a lot of small buys, but it makes them more flexible. And uh, uh, yeah, whereas Xbox, they're kind of like maybe stuck until the deal goes through. So maybe they want to, but maybe they're just not in a position. It's really hard to say. Personally, I I would like them to get Nether Realm and maybe maybe secure Mortal Kombat. That would be pretty good. I feel like maybe Batman or Harry Potter or the Lego IPs those may be a little too pricey. Maybe especially if they want them to remain multi-platform. That's just me. It may they may just end up going to like the bigger guys like EA or Take Two. I mean, it, it could be it could be anybody's game. It really depends on how this whole thing is going to play out, like behind closed doors with negotiations and and the and the bids and uh, auctions and wh- however you want to put it. Uh, I'm hoping Xbox gets at least somebody. I feel like I feel like a big player is going to get one thing. Another player will get another thing. I don't think it's all going to go to one one big company. I think it's going to be spread out. And I hope Xbox can get at least maybe one thing out of this whole thing. And personally, again, I hope it's NetherRealm. Mortal Kombat is a, um, a time-tested IP. Uh, Xbox needs fighting games. I mean, it's been a while since... It's been what? Now, ooh, like almost 10 years since Killer Instinct came out. Ooh, that's a long time. So <laughs> if they can have maybe another fighting game IP to their name officially on Game Pass Day 1, I feel like they should go for NetherRealm, but that's just me. Yeah. I hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Well, it is funny you mentioned NetherRealm because we got... All, I mean, they have some interesting studios here. We've, Of course, we've talked about them before on previous shows. Uh, there's various divisions of WB Games. We got, as you said, Nether Realm. 
Rocksteady Studios, Monolith, Avalanche Software. It is an interesting little grouping of studios here. There's definitely interest. Uh, like Yeah, I mean, they could just get the studio for the sheer talent and have them work on one of their own dormant IPs. I mean, I, I could see the potential in that. Like Rocksteady, they make great Batman games, but they could easily just pull them to work on something else. I mean, if, if it's a good studio, it's a good studio. They don't have to be confined to the licensed IP per se. They can they can just get them purely for the talent. So maybe maybe they can do something like that, or whoever ends up buying them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair comment. Uh, Shockley, buddy, I mean, obviously we've talked about this before in other shows because the WB rumors, they, they keep churning for some reason, but there seems to be more uh, smoke here. Um, I don't know, what do you think? Uh, do you think uh, Xbox gets involved here, Microsoft? I mean, obviously, uh, we just talked about Activision. Uh, the shareholders just approved, but uh, they're still waiting for regulars to come in. Uh, do you think they'd uh, still uh, hold some talks here about maybe getting some studios or IP? and You know, at least talking anyways. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Um, yeah, definitely. Like, especially if... I could see them maybe like letting it pass if it was like maybe just like a bigger like publisher like a, a square or something like that like how square's gotten some of the marvel properties um or at least license like doing licensing deals um but if like sony were to like try to like scoop up i could see them to like you know trying to give a higher bid at least um because even if they, you know, took some of the, because uh, what was it? Is it just the IP or is it, or is it both IP and the, um, and the studio? Or is it just that they were trying to shop around? I believe it's both. Like IP and, okay. uh, and studios. Yeah, I mean, because even with that, it's not enough to... Like, for them to be like, oh, okay, you have Activision and that, okay, the Activision deal is dead because now you're trying to do that or whatever. Like, there's still, that's that's barely enough of a, like, blip, <laughs> like, you know, as on top of the Activision deal. So it's it's really not much. Um, plus, then they could also, like, show and argue that, like, obviously Sony doesn't own Marvel, but, like, <laughs> they pretty much have all that on the lockdown for the Marvel property. So, you know, if they had, like, WB and some of the DC properties more locked down on, say, like Xbox, like you have kind of like a, a balance <laughs> or more of a balance than what there is right now with all the Marvel property, basically, except for like the third-party license stuff. PlayStation gets exclusive for. Xbox doesn't get, get any of that. So um, I, I definitely don't think they would like sit out on it, but. Um, I mean, I guess we'll see, but yeah, if, if Sony got in there, I would, I would definitely, I couldn't see them like, Hey, we can't sit by and let them like take the top Marvel and DC properties away. That would not be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Sony has stated that they are interested in, uh, still making some acquisitions. So I would not be su surprised about them getting involved, uh, I'll be curious to see where all these studios end up uh, going. Obviously, there is interest in selling these studios, uh, whether it be piecemeal or 
you know, as a whole. I, I don't think it would be as a whole, probably piecemeal. But, you know, again, they have some really nice studios here. Monolith, I've always had an affinity for. Uh, Netherrealm, obviously, is probably the the crown jewel here with uh, Mortal Kombat. And, of course, you want that Mortal Kombat IP, too. I mean, I think if Xbox were to get involved here, Microsoft, they would really want to go for that fighting game studio. I mean, I, I would just think that that would be an obvious thing. I mean, there's not too many uh, fighting game studios out there. So, I mean, you know, it would make sense instead of just building up your own. I mean, that takes a lot of time, too. And if you're interested in getting Killer Instinct, I don't know. I mean, there's not too many other studios that could do a Killer Instinct, Mortal Kombat, or, you know, uh, a lot of people's dreams, uh, KI versus Mortal Kombat. I mean, man, I mean, it would just, that would be awesome in my eyes. Uh, Centurion Pal, I mean, just out of curiosity, I mean, obviously we're talking about WB Games here and uh, whatnot. Like, what do you think the likelihood of uh, some of these studios getting sold off is? And, you know, do you think Microsoft would be involved here? There is some good likelihood. I mean, let's face it. We've heard so many stories of studios being up for sale over at WB Games. Um, I, at least, at, at least in its current condition, WB... Uh, because of them being who also owned them, uh, put them under a lot of strain. Uh, they owed a lot of money. So there definitely is um, a good potential to sell these studios off to recover some of that. I mean, they have a lot of IP there. There's a lot of money involved with these IPs. Uh, but that's where I'm going to just basically speak, uh, not based on how could I say like fanfare or anything? I'm just going to speak just genuinely on what I don't want to see. Um, I do like, let's face it. You know, if another realm studios got underneath the, uh, the Xbox umbrella, it would be pretty awesome. I mean, yeah, it would be killer instinct. You'd be able to have characters from franchises all over gears of war, halo, um, different franchises from their first party studios where some of these characters would show up as probably DLC characters for these, uh, fighting games it'd be really awesome i mean the sky's the limit um the imagination can run wild especially if uh, another realm studios is under that banner um but for me i don't want to see playstation continuing to not to corner what i refer to as the entertainment side of gaming um that's what playstation loves that's what they consume that's that's their end goal in my opinion, is they love games that are like cinematic experiences or that can be connected to cinematic experiences or to or or they have a very huge pop culture influence, especially with the entertainment industry. Um, I want to see Microsoft have that that little bit of niche too. Xbox definitely is the home for flexible gaming. There is something for everyone here. There is something for everybody's budget. Xbox has knocked it out of the park on creating a very inclusive ecosystem on the Xbox ecosystem. But definitely, I want to see Microsoft also start um, kind of also wanting to capture a little bit of that niche Inner, we're seeing that right now. Like Xbox put Halo on Paramount Plus, and we're seeing at least a lot of success from people that are new to the Halo franchise that are enjoying what they're seeing. Um, and 
that's where I'm hoping Xbox would be able to do that uh, with some of these WB franchises, especially ones like the DC franchises uh, that could come with some of these studios. Um, somebody did mention Harry Potter, but is Harry Potter um, a franchise that Xbox wants to take on? Um, let's be absolutely blunt and to the point. There's a lot of controversy behind the Harry Potter franchise right now. Um, if you really look at Hogwarts Legacy, uh, there's a lot of controversy but behind Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, J.R. Rowling, the, the creator of uh, ha uh, Harry Potter, has not done a very good job of basically fanning down this controversy. She's actually infuriated a lot of it. Um, so I really don't know if Microsoft would be interested in something like Harry Potter because of the controversy that's associated with that franchise. But definitely, I want them to capture at least the DC side of it because of what PlayStation has done with Marvel. And I would really like to see Microsoft be able to have some of these iconic comic book characters uh, on the DC side. So that way you could say that you would have the home of DC on Xbox, the home of Marvel on PlayStation for the most part. I don't want to see PlayStation consume everything. Does it make sense? Well, yeah, I mean, that would be interesting having, again, uh, NetherRealm, for example, doing... Can you imagine that, having a NetherRealm-made Batman title exclusive to a platform? That would be... That would be pretty big, not gonna lie. You know, Batman being, like, one of the most recognizable uh, comic book characters out there. So that would be uh, pretty cool. Oh, no, sorry, not uh, Rocksteady, Rocksteady. Um... Or, you know, Monolith, very, very talented group there as well. Um, obviously, they're known for the Fear titles, uh, the Middle Earth uh, games as well. Very, very fun games. Actually, speaking of which, I really want a new Fear game. Fear kicks ass, by the way. <laughs> so, just, just saying, just saying. But, um, honestly, like... They, I don't know, there's a lot of good stuff here. Avalanche, Avalanche Software, what did they do? Oh, yeah, they're doing Hog, oh, yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, no, they, they got some really good studios here. I, I would love to uh, see some of these attached. Like, even some of these ones like, uh, what is it? Uh, Travel Traveler's Tale, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, okay, they, they've been doing the Lego games. But, you know, Xbox could use some... Uh, some more family-friendly uh, studios under their belt, and I would love to see a, a banjo game. I'm just saying, you know, if anybody's gonna do it, get maybe get them to do it. That'd be cool. I'd be into that. <laughs> hey, at this point, I'll take any studio. <laughs> um, I don't know, Crusader. I mean, you gotta have some thoughts on this because uh, WB Games. I mean, you know, it, there's been a lot of chatter about them as we've been saying for a while now uh sony seems to be interested ea i mean ea is not afraid to buy well spend a lot of money they just bought codemasters what a year ago as well so they got some deep pockets and uh tencent tencent's also there i wouldn't be surprised if even a embracer is talking about getting involved here uh what, what are your thoughts so uh you took one of the words out of my mouth with embracer i absolutely think that they are uh looking at this i i think that they are one of the more likely candidates to be honest mm. if they were to be sold as an entire set if they're not then literally every publisher consider them in the game if they're being sold as a uh, piecemeal um which i i, I 
I'm on the on the side of they will beat Soldiers piecemeal. I have said that since uh, the Discovery uh, Warner Brothers merger mm-hmm. was announced. All right. Um, I knew that Discovery was not going to want to have their video games in house uh, for the same reason that Disney didn't want to have them in house anymore. Uh, they don't know how to run video games, right? They 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 don't know how to manage it, and video games are exceptionally risky to develop. It's a lot of money and a significant time investment. Uh, movies are also a lot of money, but they have very fast returns in comparison, right? Like filming, editing, everything is like two and a half years for like the same budget as a um, video game with significantly less risk, usually significantly higher returns. So, well, they're, I, I they're cutting expect... a lot of fat right now. I mean, even they, there's been yeah. some shows canceled already that, you know, weren't getting a lot I, of views. So I'm not surprised. I, I did not expect Discovery to hold on to their games. I, I faltered on that literally two weeks ago when they said that they wanted to expand the number of games that they have in development. Hmm. And I still believe that's the case. I just believe at w- when I first read it, I assumed that they were going to be expanding their own uh, in-house studios. Um, I-, I do want to clarify something that uh, General General MLD had said. Um, they are, from what I've heard, they are looking to uh, license the IPs non-exclusively, and that does not mean Xbox versus PlayStation exclusively. This is think more about how Disney exclusively licensed Star Wars to EA and mm-hmm. only EA could develop Star Wars. From what I understand, they don't want to do that. Okay. They want to license they want to do just what Disney is doing right now in the modern era where basically anyone who wants to license the IPs can license the IPs and no one gets the exclusive license to any one character. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I um, see what you're saying. Yeah. Because if you look at Disney's, if you look at what Disney's doing right now, um, I think it's either 15 or 16 projects that Disney has in development between uh, Marvel, Star Wars, slash Lucasfilm, and like regular Disney itself. It's kind of crazy, right? And I think that that's where Discovery wants to get because licensing your IPs, the only risk is that someone's going to do a bad job and the IP might get damaged a little bit. But when you have so many games coming out and the games are so separate from the actual, like what the IPs are, right? Like it's going to be hard for a Batman game to ruin the Batman IP, right? Even if you had like three bad Batman games, it's not suddenly going to make um, like Batman comics less likable the batman movies less likable so i i do believe that um that that that's the road they're gonna take um now the question comes to is microsoft interested i believe everyone got the right on the nose that the the one studio they'd be interested in is nether realm mm-hmm. because nether realm's kind of associated with its at least its most core ip because mortal Kombat would likely be sold uh, while th- they would probably retain movie rights to it, because those can be split up, uh, the game rights would likely just straight up be sold to Mortal Kombat, because they're not useful more than one at a time, realistically. Um, so you get the most value out of NetherRealm. And then you could license the uh, Injustice franchise, right? Because again, that's 
that's not a a license that like you're going to be competing to do better than someone else. Right. Um a Traveler's Tale, they're probably going to have a hard time selling Traveler's Tale because you know, not every studio really wants not not every publisher really wants to buy studios that are currently hyper reliant on licenses that don't really have their own IP because IP is like half the game. You know, having having good IP is is like half of it. And um, so Traveler's Tale has nested licensing, right? Because you're not just licensing Lego; you're licensing whatever Lego is licensing. Mm-hmm. Right, because like Lego Star Wars, you're you're licensing both from Lego and Disney for that. Um, so that that's where like Traveler's Tale, I would I think it would solve a lot of problems for Xbox, but it would also be a massive headache, right? Because look how long the Lego I think Lego Lord of the Rings, you still can't buy it digitally, because the licensing is all kinds of screwed up. Mm-hmm. Um. So Wait a minute! I, I just recently bought it digitally. Did they finally fix it? Oh my god! Well, maybe, well, maybe it's I, I don't know. This was months ago, but uh, they might have fixed it. They might have fixed it. Lord of the Rings. No, you're right. The Hobbit. Yeah, that, there's one of them that's screwed up. Yeah, I think um, it was the Hobbit. Now that I think about I, it, I, I know I've been playing the Hobbit. I don't remember playing the, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, one of the. And it may have come back. I know at one point the licensing got fixed for PC. Don't know if it ever got fixed on Xbox because technically the game was licensed for the 360 store. And if you want to release it on um, the Series X, you actually have to relicense stuff to go on that store because it's silly. <laughs> um, licensing is dumb and bad. Uh, so there's a big reason that the whole Sea of Thieves um pirates crossover disney pirates um was a huge deal last year because microsoft doesn't typically like to license things that that much and i mean you you couldn't have picked a more perfect crossover to do so maybe mm-hmm. they are kind of breaking that concept of licensing a little bit and the, the, i think that if you see anything from this it's microsoft licensing an ip or two for studios that want it right because we know that like Machine Games wanted to do an Indiana Jones game, so Diz- so Bethesda negotiated it. So you know maybe some of the studios at Bethesda or Activision in the future or um, at, at, at in the Xbox Game Studios right now want to license some kind of IP to do something with it, um, and maybe we see something, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the most likely because that's they they can literally just go out and do that. That's not that's not going to impact their um, the the Activision Blizzard uh, review at all. Um, I actually don't think that buying a a one off studio would really impact it either, because especially for like a, like the lower amount you're likely going to spend, Nether Realm's not going to cost more than one billion dollars. You know, it's probably not going to cost more than uh, five hundred million. I was about I to guess. say I would ballpark like how what Insomniac it, cost. It, maybe like yeah 500 well so insomniac is really interesting because insomniac was bought at the like the tail end of um when it was kind of a uh the the buyer's market mm. in gaming right the the buyers kind of dictated the the prices but gaming kind of exploded during covid um massively in both 
user interest and um, investor interest, which is kind of making it more of a seller's market. So the sellers are, you know, they're they're going to be able to dictate the prices, and that's why we've seen like Bungie go for three billion dollars, right? Uh, the the prices are are going to be higher now because Insomniac was like what a hundred and ninety million or something, like something. You look at Insomniac and it's ridiculously low. You're like, what? <laughs> um, well, yeah, they're so, around four or five, yeah, something like that. It was like people thought it was expensive at the time, but I'm like, well, no, guys, you. It's, it's, not anymore yeah right i mean even I, that they um, have like no ip to speak of except for sunset overdrive yeah that's it was also kind of why <laughs> um because ratchet was owned by uh ratchet and sony. resistance are both owned by sony, uh, sony already because sony yeah. always, always makes sure they own the IP. Sunset. yeah and, and some that's why it's a big deal that they left and sony song of the do deep it. don't forget song of the deep now and they, oh, they yeah, had yeah. that really really cool <laughs> vr first person shooter game Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what that was on. Oculus, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, they're actually a fantastic VR studio. I cannot believe Sony has not had at least a small team at Insomniac do a, a VR title. Well, like, I, I mean... I, like like even for PSVR one, mm-hmm. they didn't do a, a major title to my knowledge. Well, we might see something soon from them. You never or, know. Yeah, I mean, for... aren't they holding back an announcement right now for or uh, don't they have a show like coming up soon or the, or there's like a... they, there's been rumors for the PSVR that there's mm-hmm. going to be a PSVR show for the last like four months. Yeah, they keep saying yeah, it's going to happen next month. It's going to happen next month. Uh, there was rumors that the PSVR was pushed into next year though because they want to make sure they have enough stock to start. Um, so who, who knows when we see that. And you're right, we could see it there, but, you know, when did the PSVR 1 come out? Ooh, was it 17? Right, that's a while ago, right? Was and we they, we didn't remember. see one for it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, but, yeah, no, uh, back to WB, I, I, NetherRealm would be my, my guess. And potentially, if they are able to buy technology uh, in this... Uh, they would try and buy the patent for the Nemesis system. Oh yeah, that yeah, it is for pretty modern. cool, isn't it? And it, and it's, I cannot believe that you can patent something like that. Right. Um, it's very frustrating. Um, I I like the EA and Microsoft approach to the patents, where you can basically, as long as you um recognize that you're using the patent, um anyone's basically allowed to do it for very cheap mm, right but you have to like put a disclaimer saying it somewhere in your acknowledgments like honestly if i was microsoft i would go for yeah certainly nether realm but i just because just because i have an affinity for fear i would love to see them pick up like both fear monolith. and and monolith because fear is just a gaming title right it's not i know I it's just... not like i'm a movie thing it's it's a it's an original ip right so like they they, yeah. they that would probably go with the studio yeah i'm just saying they need some spooky games and right so and yeah it's, it's pretty well known so i i don't know that's just me i mean i have an affinity for fear like i said before i really like the franchise so i mean that's my own personal feelings but i mean what would make sense is nether realm off the top of my head obviously but 
I think everybody in the in the group would be like, yes, you know, yeah. all the nodding for sure. But I mean, we could go like, you know, we can go back and forth about some of the other studios. Either way, I mean, uh, it's interesting, like just seeing like all the the blitz for WB Game Studios and whatnot. Just hearing uh, these talks. I mean, the way that uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is going right now. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we heard about some studios getting snatched up in, like, the next month. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm being hyperbolic, but you know what I mean. But, um, I don't know, guys. Uh, you guys have uh, anything else to add to this? Yes, no? All right. All right, I think uh, we've said uh, all that we needed to on that topic, and I think that about uh, wraps things up for tonight, and... I gotta say, fellas, lots of good commentary all around from the TXR crew. We went over Xbox and Bethesda announcing their game showcase, Microsoft's purchase of Activision making some progress, and some interesting WB uh, game talk, to say the least. Now, to everyone that tuned in tonight, thank you. Thank you, guys, as always, bringing some fun talk in the chat. Always appreciated. Uh, love seeing you here. If you enjoyed our chat, uh, tonight, then consider leaving a like, subbing to the channel, and sharing this out across various forms of social media. Again, guys, always a pleasure having you here. And without delay, let's uh, get to some of these outros. Uh, panel, let's see uh, who to start with. All right, General MLD Pal, uh, great show tonight. I thought you had some really, really uh, fine points. Where can everybody find you at? Thank you, thank you. You'll find me on Twitter at MLDGhost, gamertag GhostMLD. You can see what I'm playing over there. Always up for something. And yeah, let's uh, looking forward to this now. And it's always the weeks that lead up to the next E3 season. Uh, the rumor mill starts to kick in. News starts flying. I am looking forward to all of it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. And I'm sure a lot of uh, people here agree with you. Uh, moving down the list, Crusader, buddy, uh, really, really well thought out points tonight, uh, love the chat, uh, where can everybody find you? Uh, I love to be on tonight, love being on every time, it's so good talking with everyone. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Crusader3456, and um, I have links to all of my uh, gaming accounts there, my Xbox gamer tag is the same. And my Reddit username is the same, where you can find me over on r slash gaming leaks and rumors, always having good chats with people about the latest and greatest leaks and rumors. All right, certainly check them out there. Uh, moving over to Eric Shockley. Buddy, I thought you made some wonderful points as well. Uh, again, always great having you here, talking games and whatnot. Uh, where can everybody follow you? Yeah, as always, you can find me at ShockNero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. But yeah, uh, good show tonight. Uh, thanks for stopping by and have a good weekend. Okay, and moving down here, uh, Centurion, buddy. I thought you did really good tonight. Then again, you always do. You always put on a pretty good show. Always well-spoken with some really well-thought-out points. Uh, where can these fine people follow you at? Well, thank you, Invader, and thank you, gentlemen, for an awesome Sunday night and a great conversation. Thank you to everybody out in the chat that listened to us. Please like and subscribe. Invader's an awesome guy, works hard, man. 
I mean, he puts a lot of work into the show, so definitely want to support him. Uh, for those interested in finding me, I am Centurion1307, and I can be found at that name by on YouTube, Xbox Live, and, of course, Twitter. You can find me here every Sunday night on the TXR podcast with these amazing gentlemen. And starting this Wednesday, I will be joining Wilmy Hood and his amazing cast over on Gaming Beyond the Box. Um, he has opened, uh, welcomed me with open arms over there, and I look forward to doing the first show this Wednesday. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see you on there. Again, that's a great group right there. Uh, obviously, I, I re I'm a big fan of Wilmy and uh, HR Bomber and everyone over there. They're all pretty swell. Uh, catch you on there wednesdays right if i'm not mistaken uh yes sir wednesdays at eight o'clock eastern um i actually went and made special arrangements with my job uh i have worked at my job for 15 years and i pretty much went to the owner and asked for a favor if i could leave work early every wednesday um to basically make it to the show on time because i really wanted to be there i love wilmy hood um he was like one of the first people i got introduced to when i was doing podcasting and he has been an awesome friend and an awesome source of conversation oh yeah and overall just uh a very friendly fellow overall right oh shining so. member shining member of the community i mean if you follow him on twitter you'd be you would definitely be like i will definitely say don't let your uh your kids follow wilmy hood on twitter um if they're uh not over the age of like high school uh but definitely uh he's an awesome guy great sense of humor uh very knowledgeable and definitely passionate about just being just normal being a being a, a normal human being that's compassionate about other people plus i, I again I, I really like his memes too <laughs> oh i love his meme i love his memes his meme dude you could be having the the crappiest day and you could just tune into wilmy hood's twitter feed and read some of his memes and you will get a chuckle guaranteed yeah some things i, I give an extra glance i'm like uh, that's not right, but I'm I'm still chuckling. <laughs> oh, dude, there's been some I've screen captured them and sent them to my wife. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Everyone knows what we're talking about. But uh, anyways, guys, to round out the group, uh, of course, you can find me on social media, uh, Twitter at invader underscore one nine eight six, and I got a YouTube channel uh, for reviews and whatnot at Invader Gaming. Certainly check out my videos there fun time tonight and uh yeah we're looking forward to talking to you all next time later everyone it's been great <laughs>